Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Moto Ross Experience. Uh, it's my first shot at doing a podcast, and it's probably going to be a little rough. The audio is probably going to be a little bit bad, but I just wanted to start off by talking about what I'm building currently. And I'm building a uh, YZ250 from scratch from a frame that I bought off of Vital MX in the Bazaar and was able to procure a bottom end with it. Not exactly complete, it needed a clutch and various other items. But before we get deep into that particular build, I wanted to talk a little bit on how I got into bike building. And from what I recollect, it started back when uh, my dad bought me a 2001 YZ125 straight out of Craigslist or maybe even Cycle Trader at the time. I think it was back in uh, June of 2003, and I was about 14 years old, so it's been quite a while now, almost uh, 20 years ago. And first ride after we got it home, down the field, and it locked up about as far from the house as you could get. And so I grudgingly pushed it all the way back down the airstrip and into the yard. And there he stood right there. Not too terribly happy to see me pushing it, of course, being that we had just brought it back and it was kind of an argument as to whether or not it was a good idea to have a, as he called it, a two-cycle at the time. But took it to the dealership and they rebuilt it for 700 bucks, which really is probably not that bad. But now that I know uh, that you can pretty much do a top end with a brand new cylinder for 300 bucks. It uh, just lends to the fact that I eventually realized if I wanted to keep doing this, I better learn to work on my own stuff. So that takes us to December of 2015, somewhere around there. I uh, had had a 2002 CR250 that I'd been working on and riding and was having fun with it, but I saw the Jimmy Dakotas video one of the many of him riding his 125 up at uh, MX207 and immediately realized I had to find one. And so, of course, at the time, living in south of Pittsburgh, I found the closest reasonable deal was uh, in Columbus, Ohio. It was at 2004, and basically the guy had said, I like riding my four-stroke better. I'm scared of the two-stroke, and I don't know how to ride it. And... Uh, Looking back now, I was pretty much in the same boat, but long story short, picked it up, brought it home, fired it up to uh, just warm it up since it was winter time and drain the oil out of it, and lo and behold, uh, it ran for about 30 seconds before the piston skirt cracked and went into the bottom end, and little did I know that this was going to be my first experience in learning to rebuild a complete engine bottom end and all so after what seemed like 60 or 70 tries i finally put the transmission back together in good shifting order and uh finished the motor off got it back in the bike and rode it for the better part of two or three years before i got bored with it and uh sold it in midland texas where i had moved to and took a little time away from the two strokes and had a CRF 250 that I bought um, 
just north of Austin. And it was fun, but it was a 2012 CRF, and it wasn't the fastest. It, suspension was at best, even with a full factory connection setup for my speed. Acceptable, but nothing spectacular. And there's really very little I could do with that bike, my own opinion of um, doing a truly unique build, something that was fun to both look at and race. So I ended up trading that off for a uh, KTM 125 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was a 2012, so it's kind of a, an apples to apples trade. Um, I might have taken a, a little bit of a bath on it because um, the KTM turned out to need suspension and top end and everything. But I actually kind of had a blast on it. And you can actually check out all these builds on Vital MX after... Uh, Moto Ross, but the KTM, although I only had it for about nine months, turned out to be one of the uh, best choices I made because I was able to trade it off later for the YZ125 that I built into the Plessinger replica back in uh, 2019. Uh, finished it just in time to race a little bit outdoors, and then ultimately race it in Supercross Futures in uh, Houston the first year that they ran that. And uh, didn't do too terribly well. I was just stoked to survive. And so I actually still have that bike. It's sitting right here in the garage with me now. And what I decided to do with it was take it completely back apart um, almost a year and a half ago now. And send the head and cylinder off to Tom Morgan Racing and have him port and polish it and uh, repair any of the nicks in the cylinder. It had some time on it, how much I didn't know, but um, it ended up being probably the best $400 mod I've ever done to a bike. And I ended up blasting all the bare aluminum on that motor, taking it completely apart to do so. And I've coated it with uh, Duracoat black on the cylinder or on the cases and uh, copper on the cylinder. And you can find pictures of that also on Vital MX or on any of my forms of social media, whether you follow the original Moto Ross on Instagram or uh, Corporate Moto. And we'll talk about those uh, possibly in another episode. But to continue on, um, the build of that 125, now that we've made it through how I got there, uh, really led me to like the YZ model. Not so much the old body styles, but the 2015 to current. And I've had a hard time ever really deciding whether or not I want to sell this bike. It's just kind of fun to have it around. I honestly ride it more than any other bike I've ever had. But in the meantime, I have left the Supercross sprocket on it, which makes it a little bunglesome to ride outdoors. But ultimately, it's not my main concern because I am building the ultimate outdoor weapon, which is the Scratch Build YZ250. And I'll give you a little background on it. I started it last February when I bought a swing arm off of Vital MX off of a 2019. 
that led me to build a framework around how I'm going to procure the rest of the parts of this bike because it's always cool to buy something used and fix it. Um, I never realized how easy that actually was compared to building something from scratch and procuring each and every part and thinking through everything from chain rollers to master links to bearings, you name it, inside and out. It is a monumental task to build a, an actual dirt bike from scratch and do it well. And I'm not proclaiming to be doing it well as it's still sitting here half finished. Uh, where we're at right now is it is actually a rolling chassis. I have a brand new cylinder um, that was an old cylinder that I got for a hundred bucks and I had it replated and repaired by Tom Morgan Racing and also port and polished just like I did to the 125 because I was very impressed with the performance of it and the bottom end actually in checking the connecting rod has zero play in it so I've decided to move forward with that existing crank although I am still going to split the cases and replace the main bearings and do an inspection on the transmission and basically just shore up that everything inside that is uh, could lend itself to catastrophic failure is assessed and accounted for then i'll put it back together get the motor in the bike um, probably do a once over video uh, just showcasing all the different pieces that I have and why I chose them and how I came about sourcing them because there is an interesting component to the YZ250. Even though it's had a frame, cha frame change from steel to aluminum and from 2004 to 2005, the motor itself has remained unchanged since 1999. It's had some small updates here and there, but nothing that prohibits you from building a complete motor from a vast array of parts from 1999 all the way through 2021. And so that's basically what I'm doing and what I'm trying to showcase is that you don't have to go and spend $8,000 on a brand new two-stroke. I'm glad that we have the ability to do so from a Jap Japanese manufacturer because they are the only one that still builds a, uh, a two-stroke 250, one that isn't exactly up to date, but you can still jump on it and all around have the most fun. It just really lends itself to the vet riders. But in building mine, um, I have found there are quite a few things that you need to really think through. Uh, little errors that I've found that I've made is the swing arm itself was actually changed somewhere between 2007-2008 because the 2006 and prior chain guides do not fit. They are actually different and I'm going to do a video on that and drop it on my YouTube channel um, here in a few days when the actual correct chain guide arrives among several other parts that I'm still waiting on. So I just wanted to take some time and talk a little bit about what I'm building and also just cover a little bit more of what this podcast is going to be. So today, my mind is on bike building aside from work. And tomorrow, I may cover anything from 
my F45 workouts to previous hobbies I had as a kid. Like I said in the description, this is about what I'm passionate about, what I was passionate about, and what I may eventually be passionate about. So if you guys have a chance, check out my YouTube channel. Go through all the videos. You don't have to watch them all completely. Just check them out and drop comments or uh, send me a message. And if you have questions, I'll be happy to answer them and take uh, any and all criticism. So until uh, tomorrow's episode, have a good day.